Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. few new toys to play with here on bowl after bowl welcome back welcome welcome back after all these years last time we were on was uh back in 2015 i'm looking at it march 30th of 2015 been a long time a long time just one more time We are back. We're going to try and um, do some more content and this and that. More regular shows. We've got the equipment now. we got a little basement set up. We've got this wonderful toy that we've been uh, playing with here. I will only grab you if I need you. So we can play with some sound effects and ISOs and this and that. Lorian, how have you been? <laughs> For five years. For five years, I've been all right. Just all right. Been pretty good. Pretty the, good. So I feel like some. It feels like a couple lifetimes since 2015. Honestly. Well, it has been a couple lifetimes. We've created a couple lifetimes. That's true. <laughs> since then. It's true. It's true. It's true. Where did it come from? <laughs> I'll tell you, you when you're older. Where did it come from? Vagina. Ah, uh, there, there it is. It was. Well, yes. Your sound clips sound quiet on my headphones. Yeah, I noticed That's that. That's why I was giving you the stink eye for a second there. Um, it's just the sound and it's not that beat too, right? No, the beat was strong, but it was some of the ISOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what's up with that, but... You can probably play around with it a little here. So catch us up a little bit. I mean, okay. So the last episode that we did was with Jacob Skaronsky. Who at, at that point, I mean, we had pretty much just met. Yeah. We um, won tickets to Cannabis Cup 2014, right? Mm-hmm. On Twitter. Just... Actually, that might have been 15, even. That might have been... Because it was in February. Mm. So I think it was in February of 15. Yeah. We got back, and we had Jacob on. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, that was like at our peak, man, when we were really hitting the ground running. And if you listen to that episode, it's like so, like, cute but sad. And for obviously, for obvious reasons, Jake, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jake was killed in Kansas City, and uh, only a couldn't have been more than a couple of years after we made that podcast. Uh, twenty sixteen, I want to yeah, say. I think it was twenty sixteen. Um, and uh, it's wild because listening to that, you know, we were so um, we were so energized and enthused, and we s- were ready for medical legalization in 2016, which did end up happening. Um, but kind of the way that it went down um, just felt like it, it chopped a lot of the grassroots out as it came through, and you know, just like. I guess is an inevitability and in other states have done just like the industry just marches right in without blinking and really they march in before the law even passes because they're a big driving force behind passing it in the first place and writing it and lobbying for it and everything that goes on with it I mean it's just kind of an inevitability but you know as the story I grassroots side of things it's it gets tough because most of those people went over to the tomato model which of course it's just not politically viable. Even though I... I that one excellent. The yeah. way it should be, really. I mean, legalized pot, like tomatoes, is the no-brainer, absolute way it should be um, since the beginning of time. But, you know, that's just obviously not what's going to happen. We've seen how the process works politically, and um, like it or lump it, you have to somewhat follow that. 
parameter, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, ultimately has to pass the voting public, and the voting public already has been coached on what to expect and what to vote for. So, like, uh, I, ideology aside, that's why we never really collected signatures for or, put, or joined up with the tomato guys, you know, even though we didn't wish them any ill will. We wished them well, but... Well, and speaking of not collecting signatures... Yeah, you got a buzz going. I've got a wicked bad buzz. Hang on, let Here. me pause it. All right, how about that? Okay, that sounds better to me. What about to you? Yeah, that sounds good. Sorry about that, no fellas. Buzz. Uh, forgive us as we work out the kinks and kind of come back online, you know. Just kind of doing this as we go. I've been thinking a long time about getting back on the, the podcast. Since 2015, probably. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but it was always an easy excuse as to why not to do it. Yeah. In fact... Probably should thank Fletcher, really. Yeah, dragged our ass into the smoker. Yeah, because we went on <laughs> Hog Story, and sitting down here doing just that made me realize how easy it is to really just get something out there and get something recorded. And, and fun. And fun, too, yeah. A lot of fun, really. It's true! Because you know what happens in this house. We go to bed to make sweet love, and then I just start talking your ear off. I swear I get talkative when I'm horny. I don't know what it is. Maybe. Maybe it's true. It's true! These people are sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get ready, because I may grab you so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of good Trumpy on here. Was that? that was the most recent run, the post-COVID one, or the during-COVID one, I should say. But I wanted to wet my lips a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the. I've got fourteen. I got fourteen of these, but uh, this one is gonna stay forever. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. <laughs> oh yeah. Perfect for bowl after bowl. That one is that one is the forever sauce right there. So yeah, we want to set up a few streams. We want to hear from maybe like anybody who is still subscribed to the RSS feed. I don't, I don't even know. I'm gonna try and send it out and see who gets pinged. And then, obviously, we have a new little, an old and new family in the No Agenda family. I mean, a lot it's of grown. these, a lot of these guys like uh, Gummy Nerds, been like tweeting at for years but maybe even probably since we did the old shows actually yeah. i remember i remember fletcher was like oh yeah i remember full after full and i was like what <laughs> what you remember what but um yeah why not continue the journey you know yeah might as well so we can talk about a lot of different things <laughs> on the show but this is just like to kind of get our feet wet and we didn't really bring anything other than these ISOs to the table, but we want to kind of bring clips about different, you know, cultural aspects, like TV, movies, and, and music that we're enjoying. Um, I want to talk about nudity, sex, body, body positivity, and all the different aspects of that. Um, for intellectual sake, or just for fun. Just fucking around and talking and having conversations, too. Yeah. Um, if people want to come on and be guests, maybe, and have interesting conversations, we're open to that as well. Kind of a free form. Or boring conversations. That's fun, too. Really, any conversation. <laughs> as long as it's a conversation. Conversation. A conversation. How good was it, darling? So far, tonight, I'm average. <laughs> you know. Well, what did we do today? Well, today, we harvested the garlic crop. Yep. Harvested the garlic crop, so... <clears throat> All of that is picked and plucked yeah, we and ready to cure. Planted two different types of garlic last fall. Was it late fall? Yep. Yep. And um, where did you find those garlics from that you bought? It was a farm. I don't want to say the name wrong, but I, th I think it was Fiery, but now I have to look it up. Well, we had stayed at an Airbnb on our way back from... Massachusetts, I guess. Oh, Fillory. 
F-I-L-A-R-E-E, Fillery Garlic Farm in Washington. So, yeah, that was, you're right, that's that's where I saw that. You saw it at, it was called um, Moed. Moed Acres, yeah, M-O-E-D. And that was in Indianapolis. Right. That's the Airbnb we stayed at. Yep. So we stayed there coming home, and then, of course, I followed them on Instagram, and then they posted about their garlic order from this uh, fillery farm coming in. So I just ordered garlic from the same place, and we planted it last fall. Yeah. Like last November. We just sowed like six rows of it. Um, you just bust the little cloves apart and put, poke one every six inches, I think it was, something like that. And then, yeah, they just came up in the spring. I mean, we put, uh, we just put them in the ground and we put straw over them. And then in the spring, man, they came up and you just wait till the leaves turn yellow on the bottom, but there's still some green ones up top and then they're ready. So they were pretty much ready. They were starting to wilt like in the last two days, they started kind of falling over and getting soft. So just pulled them out of there. Yep, fucked them all today. Mm-hmm. Now we go. Tons of garlic. Got a lot of garlic, but it stores well. Yeah. And some of it will just replant, of course. Yep. And then the cycle will continue. That's the beautiful thing about, like, seeds and starting to grow food is you only got to buy that shit once. Yep. If you do it right. Hey. Well, hey. We use garlic and everything, so. Yes. Garlic hounds, for sure, for sure. We even have that garlic cookbook. It's like a, remember that one? Where did it come from? Who knows? The garlic cookbook, where did it come from? It's called like the stinkiest cookbook or something like that. Oh, I I think I know what you're talking about. They gave me another disease. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking over there? I am drinking... The hazy little thing. It's it's funny you bring that up because we just listened to the hog story with uh, Dame Bimrose, and Fletcher was like I'm drinking my hazy little thing up here, and I was like, holy shit, that's what I'm drinking right now. So my buddy's out of town and I'm dog sitting for him, and he's there's like a few of us dog sitting actually. We're on shifts of three or whatever, and uh, he said whoever drinks the most beers out of the fridge gets up like some kind of prize when they get back from Colorado. So I was like, when he told me that, I was like, oh, great. I'm not the guy that's going to win that. But um, I actually might. Yeah. I'm just going to try for it, lean into it, see what happens. So that's what I'm sipping on right now. You like it? It's good. It's um, definitely blast of the hops for sure. If you're into the hops, then you'll like it. It's like kind of a pinier hop some people can do the fruity hops like the grapefruit grapefruit hop this has some of that action but it's very piney and uh what do you call it just when it's ultra hoppy i like it it take me a long time to like it though mm. i remember the first time we brewed uh home brew beer my roommates and i when we were living in the J slums we made a like double hopped ipa and it was like alcoholic as fuck it was super heavy it was probably like at least 12% but it uh, was like chewing on the hops which I know because when we made it there was hops and I did like just chew on a little bit you know out of pure curiosity but god it was so fucking hoppy and we bottled it in 20s too so it was like bigger bottles and like honestly back then could have split it with a guy and both of you got a fucking really good buzz off of it, you know? Sounds tasty. It was it was <laughs> tasty. We made a peach wheat once, too. That sounds tastier. That was the yummiest thing that we did. They had, like, a flavoring kit, so we just did the thing. It was, like, artificially flavored, you know? It was whatever. Oh, artificial peach flavoring? It tasted really good, though. Huh. I mean, I don't know if it was... It was probably one of those things that's a combo, like natural and artificial flavors or whatever they say. Sure. But it was just like a kind of a clear syrup that well, was that was introduced with the malting process. So it kind of had the malt going on too, you know. Okay. 
I don't know, but I'm trying to imagine. It was yummy. That's what I know. Yeah, it sounds good. I like peachy things. Like peach knee high. Peach knee high. Drink of the gods there. Yep. Well, I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Classic. <laughs> Thanks for asking. The old tried and true. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take I hope yours isn't... As Quinn calls it, our friend Quinn calls anything hoppy the poison. He said it tastes like the poison. <laughs> what have we learned about weed in the last five years? Uh, you can buy CBD anywhere. <laughs> That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I remember it was like... Fuck, it had to be like 2017. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely 2017. I want to say 2017. But I was just getting a, the downstem broke on my whatever, so I was getting a new piece. And I went to the local head shop, and they had a huge bag of fucking weed behind the counter, like behind the glass display. They had like a quap in a vacuum-sealed bag, and it said $1,600 on the price tag. And I said, what the fuck's going on up here, man? Did I miss something? They're like, oh, it's CBD only. It's 50 state legal, man. It's like, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? They had, so they sell big bags of weed, little bags of weed, joints, gummies, um, just basically oh, everything. They're those little doobies. You get those little doobies, little joints, yeah. Or like little pre-rolled blunts. They've got everything. And, uh, and of course, cartridges and pens at the wazoo. But... Yeah, the kid's like, it's 50 state legal. And so I called uh, my lawyer, Dan Veets. Well, one of my lawyers. One of the lawyers I've used <laughs> in my time. This and that. Um, and he was like, no, you didn't miss anything. They're just uh, going for it. They're just, I guess nobody really knows quite how to prosecute it. Under, I think the federal guidelines changed, and that's what triggered everybody to start it. And I'm not exactly sure what if it was like a hemp law that passed or if they uh, redefined CBD federally as something else. I haven't really done the digging on it or the research. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> I mean, I, the old thing ain't what she used to be on the deep dives, you know. <laughs> but essentially, they've changed federally how they think about it, but, uh, you know, state law in Missouri uh, very narrowly defines what CBD is and very narrowly allows who can get it. And the last I checked, and it may have been expanded, but when I, you know, it was probably the last we did this fucking show that I even kept tabs on it, but you had to have, like, intractable epilepsy was the only qualifying condition at the time. Yeah. So, um, that means that you have epilepsy, you've tried three different medications and all three have not worked for you, then you are eligible to try CBD, and even then, you're only eligible to try that CBD from two licensed manufacturers here in our state. So, so the CBD, you know, and I think we even used to say this back then: is that like if you're gonna if you're buying CBD from a shop, it's either illegal or it's fake. Like you would imagine, right? Yeah. And nowadays, I don't think it's fake. I think it's just people are just. You know, they don't know how to prosecute it. They would have to prosecute it on a state level. Just nobody's doing it. It's like, it's too close to the end. This is getting legal. Medical's rolling out. They're just like, dude, there's no, uh, even if they wanted to and could prosecute it, there's no political cover for doing so, you know? Yeah. Well. Which is a good thing. I mean, Jesus. It's really the only effective way to change the law. The, I think we brought it up on Hog Story, too. It's just to, like not obey the ones that are totally unfair. Yeah, agreed. And really, I mean, there's just too many goddamn laws right now. Way too many. So there's a lot on the list. The ignore list. Yep. But I wanted to wet my lips a little bit. Here we go. Hmm. Don't do that. I bonked. I bonked it. So, when we talk about 
TV next next show. I suppose we should definitely bring in some Letterkenny discussion. Oh yeah. Maybe we even play that uh, interview. It was pretty good. Or at least parts of it, because it was funny and good. Yeah, with Jared Kiso. Yeah, the guy was on like a Newfoundland radio show. Uh, and did a pretty good interview that we watched on YouTube. So pretty good. We'll, we'll chop it up and share it with you on the next one. So. On the next bowl. <laughs> but not this bowl. It's coming at you. No, this bowl is just down and dirty. We got to get one out hot off the presses. We're here. This weekend is totally booked wall to wall, so. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do it till. <coughs> Excuse me. I got it. Till uh, Monday. 21. No. How many hours left of that doula class workshop do I have? I was in a 10 hour class today. Oh, yeah. 20 hours, though. 20 hours left until 20 hours. I can start practicing confidently as a postpartum doula. Nice. Yep. You're cut out for it, totally. Yep. Yep, yep, I like motherhood and babies and stuff, so. So for those that don't know, both of our kids we had here at home at the house. <laughs> for those who don't know, we have two beautiful daughters now. Yes. <laughs> it's five we, years is a long time. <laughs> yeah. A lot can happen if you're not paying attention. And we certainly weren't. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm always paying attention. <laughs> I'm just being goofy. <laughs> Yeah, so you always so, knew that you wanted to do the home thing, yeah? Yeah, when we met, I made it pretty abundantly clear that hospitals make me super uncomfortable, stemming from a blood draw trauma that I have, <laughs> which sounds like no big deal, but I was very young, and, and basically, I'll, I'll just tell the story. Yeah. I went to Boston Children's Hospital to get some tests done because they didn't realize I had Tourette's then, so they were checking me for all sorts of different things because I had these weird tics. I would I would make funny faces irrationally, like, a lot, and then I'd start, like, twitching a little bit. So anyway, they decided to do a full check on me. I had to get an MRI and stuff, but before the MRI, they wanted to do a blood draw. And I don't know if it was this nurse's first day or what, but she could not get this needle in my arm. I was like seven or eight years old. These people are sick. Oh, what did she do? She kept poking. She kept poking. I mean, I got poked like at least six or seven times. And I was with my grandparents. They gave me another disease. My grandma was holding... Um, oh, ooh, this is a good judgment of time. It was a fellowship of the... <laughs> Fellowship of the, the Ring, ring. <laughs> just come out. I had a, a mind blank there for a second. I was like, Lord of the Rings. Um, and so my grandma was holding this magazine article in front of me. 2001? 2001. Okay, so I was eight years old. I don't know. Good. Good memory, low. Nice. Um, here, take this for fuck's sake. Sorry. And so it was an interview with Ian McKellen. Uh, you know, of course, he played Gandalf. And I was, I was reading it. I was trying to distract my mind from the horror going over it. And, but then my grandma made the mistake. She said, don't look. So what did I do? I shifted my gaze from the magazine over to my right arm, which was being plucked at, and saw that the entire arm, like, from... Oh, like from almost up to the shoulder down to the wrist was just like covered in blood, like you know, like spots and stuff. But like, I w my vein was like squirting blood. <laughs> she hit me a lot, dude. And these people are sick. And then I didn't really have time to get over, like to process it because then she finally got one in. They had to, they put something in my arm for the MRI. Um, I don't know if it's like a glowing agent or what. I guess I wasn't really asking the big questions when I was eight. But <laughs> then I went into the MRI and, you know, listen to those knocking sounds and, you know, let go of the anguish that had just occurred. 
So anyway, it was pretty, it was traumatic enough to where I was just like, I had a serious distrust of hospitals and I started wondering if, you know, everything they did was necessary. Um, and then of course, as a girl, you know, you grow into puberty and you start thinking about the future and becoming a mom and wondering how that works. And I wondered why it looked so horrific in the movies and stuff because it's like, well, how long have we been doing this? <laughs> Since forever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, maybe it's just horrific because of the machines. So um, I don't know what happened, but I started doing my own research pretty young too. Just, I would like, it's not really research, but. I just started, like, following, um, like, midwife websites, and, like, I would watch videos that were shared for, like, natural birthing, uh, what's the word, enthusiasts, I don't know, (laughs) people who were like, oh, natural birthing is the way, and I was like, that looks awesome, I mean, I saw it in orgasmic birth, I was like, that makes so much more sense, I mean, the child should come into this world the same way that it was conceived, in my opinion. Yeah. So, like, you know, get the old, uh, if you get get turned on in labor, it's going to help things move along. Sure. But the problem is that there's so much fear, and the fear is what keeps this system in business, you know, this rushing to the hospital, and it's not, instead of looking at it as, like, an event, it's like a crisis instead. So there's a lot of fear, and then there's a lot of complications that come out of fear, which I won't get into. But um, being a postpartum doula, I would be able to help women process their birth experiences and um, shift into their newfound roles as mothers, you know, help them get breastfeeding down if that's what they choose to do. Um, And, of course, encourage it. Sure. (laughs) And, um, you know, just help them get used to it, help them bond with their baby which is another thing that's ripped away from a lot of women is the opportunity to immediately bond with their baby if they have a hospital birth. So it's important to me to at least try and, um, you know, facilitate it to happen since if the person was robbed of the experience at the time of the birth, if that makes sense. I had two home births. Both of our daughters were born at home in our um, master bedroom bathroom (laughs) (laughs) it was the master bathroom (laughs) we live in a split of Laurentia nothing fancy but it's our bathroom and then my bed was right there so that as soon as my babies came out I could just oh I love you so much and then get into bed and feed them and you know fall asleep or have people over to meet them it was awesome I love doing home births I mean maybe that's Maybe that's the future past someday. Maybe I could be a midwife, you know, or, or, you know, maybe first a birth doula. Sure. And be there when it's going on. But, yeah, I don't know. Birthing allowed me to enter, like, a liminal space that, you know, you'll never get to be in at any other point in your life. And I respected it and didn't fear it and just embraced it. And it was pretty fucking awesome and empowering, honestly. So, yeah. And our daughters are cool. Yeah. Cool kids, cool little human resources we've got. <laughs> <laughs> Today, uh, Rayla was, you know, trying to help us with getting the garlic harvested. <clears throat> but then she's she's been doing this for like the past few days. She'll just come up to me and she'll say, hold me, mom. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's coercive then I hold her. And she just says, I want to hold you tight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just kills me. I just will hug Hug her forever if she wanted me to. I just love her so much. It's so cool. And it's not... Scary is not the right word for it, but boy is it a trip to see someone who is clearly part you (laughs) wandering around. Yeah, it's pretty wild for sure. I suppose I wasn't even paying attention this whole time I was talking. So now I have to come up with another topic to talk about. <laughs> he was staring at his fucking phone. Well, like, great. you know, the dog sitting brigade just texted me, so oh. I gotta figure this out. What's what's the update on the dog sitting brigade? Nothing. He's just gonna drop some stuff by. By our place? Off from Brian's room. Okay. <laughs> Don't go into details on that. <laughs> that sounded weird. 
Just moving furniture. It's not that weird. One of the dog sitters has to move furniture out of a bedroom. Oh, is it his brother? Yeah. Oh, well, that makes way more sense then. It's Brian's brother, yeah. Everything's cool, you guys. So, heard today, before um, we started this episode of Bull After Bull, that Kansas City is now going to require masks in public starting Monday. I have to look it up again because I just don't believe it. Everyone around here has been so lax. Like I didn't see anyone wearing a mask today. There's, the masks are over, and so now they're going to try and force it again. And oh my god. Can we just be done with the shit? Seriously. Yep. Seven hours ago, City of Kansas City mandates face mask in public. Why? It's so stupid. I don't want to do that. They can't make no, us do that, they right? They can't make us do that, but hey, if you want to do that, that's your fucking choice. I mean, you can do that. I'm not saying you're an... people who don't do it. I'm not saying you're an idiot or an asshole if you do that. It's whatever you want to do. Just, I don't want to fucking do it. I don't want to do it. It doesn't look like it works to me. I've not seen compelling evidence that it works. Yeah. I agree. I mean, we all remember Flip Flop Fauci. Yeah, so, wear a mask, you know. don't wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear a mask. Oh, they only lived because they wear a mask. Oh, they... Some girl died wearing a mask too often. Yeah. So, I mean, so, it's just like... It's just like... So don't try to pretend that over the last... What, it's only been like three months or something? Four? I mean, COVID official start was the end of last year, but like didn't really become overtaking our reality until March. So, like, in the last three months has, like, our fundamental biological functions changed? No. 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 I just can't stand the virtue signalers who are like, Everybody if wants you... To- don't wear a mask you are ignoring science and i want to say if you wear a mask you're ignoring science also because there's science behind both claims look if you knew anything about science and the scientific method is it about experimentation improving or disproving so if you believe in science you're going to form a hypothesis and then test it and then find out what the results are. My hypothesis, I don't need a goddamn mask. And I've been testing it the whole time <laughs> by not wearing a goddamn mask. You have three months now. And I am still here. U.S. Mm-hmm. And if I die of corona, you can have permission to laugh at my funeral. No, oh, we'll be laughing at your funeral regardless of what you die. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Mm. We'll be trying to find pictures to put up front in front of, like, the extended family and friends and such, and, you know, like, respectful pictures, and all it'll be is all your nudes. I'll say, I'm sorry, I don't have any other pictures of Dad, you know? <laughs> Girls would be crushed. He would have liked his ass to be looked at by all these people anyway. This is how he would have wanted it, trust me. <laughs> Does the female form make you uncomfortable, Mr. Lebowski? No. No. Vagina. You rubbing the nubs over there? Yeah. I've got... I have no real diagnosis on this. This is a self-diagnosis, okay, people? But I have these lumps in my back. And, um... I don't know. It feels like a tight muscle. Yeah, they're like hardened muscle. But... Yeah, it's like knots, maybe. Mm -hmm. But... I was reading about this thing called back mice, and I was like, well, that might be what it is, because it talks about there being a lot of them, like a lot of little ones, and you can get, you know, surgery to get them removed, elective surgery, but they yeah. don't cause any problems. I don't know, my lower, I, I can't say that they cause my lower back to be sore, because I don't know if it's them or just, you know, my daily routine and, like, poor posture on occasion but carrying the kids around on the hips you know do 
I carry both of my kids at once a good portion of the time. <laughs> one is almost three, and the other one is, what, 14 months? Yeah. 14 months. And so, I mean, <laughs> not, like, all the time, but I've carried both of them at the same time for fun, let's say, <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, so I don't know. I rub them. I rub my nubs. I call them my nubs. And <laughs> so I rub your I, nubs, uh, too. Yeah, I yeah, asked Spencer to rub my nubs, like, fastest way to get to uh, Boomtown is <laughs> rubbing the nubs. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> um, um, Just slide right in. <laughs> but no, seriously, we... I wish that we had the podcast set up up in the bedroom because some of our best conversations happened in like I don't want to say in the middle of the sex, but like throughout the like love making, <laughs> <laughs> the love making adventures that are nightly uh, bedtimes. <laughs> yes. Like we're gonna we're gonna walk away from the laughter bowl and then we're gonna continue like dig deeper on the conversation we just had. Yeah. And be like, damn, why didn't we recording? I have a few recordings on my phone. Yeah, I have a couple. Yeah. Just start talking. Getting into some wild stuff. Wild areas. <laughs> I haven't really listened to any of them. Oh, I haven't listened to any either. But I know one of them ends, ends in a passionate <laughs> uh, party. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But better. See, that's the one that's preloaded into the <laughs> to the sad board. That's not even what I was talking about that I haven't listened to. That would be this, which is 29 minutes. So yeah, you're not gonna play it on there. It's gonna sound shitty if you yeah, try to do that. I know it. it's on a phone. But that's what I'm saying. I have no. a, I have at least one 30 minute. Uh, nighttime conversation the, recording. The, I called mine pillow talk. Just for shits and gigs. Great, great. Shits, shits and, and grins. grins. I just said shits and gigs at first. Shits and gigs. Well, that's speaking what it should of, be. Speaking of gigs, fizz gig for you tomorrow. Oh, yes, a fizzolino gig. A fizzolino's back. That's right. We are post COVID now. Whoa! <laughs> if you uh, if can if you have a Kansas City event, well, we already have to wear masks for this one either way. Oh, that's right. Yep, 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 drink. yep, yep. I think it's a uh, in the Northland near Smithville Lake somewhere. Huh. That's fun. Yeah. And then we have to drive all the way back up there. Mm-hmm. That's alright. I'll probably be getting back here like close to midnight. Because the reason why we have to drive all the way back up there is because there's a no agenda meetup this Sunday in Liberty, and um, Pops Spencer's dad lives in Liberty, and so we're gonna spend the night with him because I also will have my doula workshop going on, but I am trying like a madman to get to the meetup, so I figured. If I do the workshop here tomorrow like I did today, and then Spence does his fizz gig, and then he comes back, and then we spend the night with his pops, I will wake up in Liberty with the workshop, and it's supposed to end early on Sunday, and Spence can go to the meetup, his dad will likely want to go, or his dad might stay behind and wait for me to be done with the workshop, but anyway, then Spence could come pick me up and bring me to the meetup, or... I you know, I can get a ride from his dad or something. Something. And I can be there. Because I love the no agenda meetups, man. They're essential. It doesn't start till 3.33, so. Yeah, my class starts at 8 a.m., but they run till 6 p.m. Yeah. 8 to 6. Three days. One third of the way over. Then I can help moms bond with their babies. And breastfeed. It's a good solid job for you, really. And make friends through the <laughs> doing that. Yeah, I don't know. Never know who you're going to meet. I mean, everyone has babies, even. Not everyone, but a lot of people have babies, man. True. Lots of baby making going on. Yep. Speaking of which. <laughs> oh, yeah? I'm just kidding. Um, um, um. Cringe.
Korean. Because <laughs> you played it twice now. For more than that. No, we'll I really do get... want another baby, though. Yeah. That's why, that's why I said speaking of baby making, but Spence uh. knows that. Hello, welcome to my life. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty simple. I really love this guy that I'm with, and we have two awesome kids, and ready for another one. I really want four kids, so, you know, not gonna stop till I get there. And I might not stop then either. <laughs> we'll see. So four is the minimum? Yeah. I did tell Spence, though. So. New house, new baby. And I would like to... Oh, I would like to stick to that. Because, you know, we've been dreaming about getting acreage that we can do fauner things on and with. Yeah. You know, expand the garden and get some chickens and start with chickens for sure yeah just sustain ourselves a little bit better i don't know more homestead type stuff yeah i'm not trying to go like total otg right um because all of my work well that do it won't be but all of my work right now is virtual so has been for three years it's not covid work um but yeah i just want to land I just want to land. I just want to land on land that I love. And then we can, you know, have no agenda meetups on our land and do things we've planned for a long time. Absolutely. So. But, yeah. So, anyway, and then have another baby. <laughs> would we stay in Missouri? Do you think? No, or would we just go anywhere? I would go anywhere, but, uh, well, actually, that's not true at all. No, I really want to stay in Missouri, um, just because of the laws and, you know, the market prices and mm-hmm. cost of living and, uh, the politeness of the people I encounter daily, and I just love Missouri. People, it's cool. I didn't really appreciate it as much until I traveled. Yeah. You know, like... When you grow up here and you're only exposed to here, then it's like, here's here, you know? Yeah. And you want to get the hell out of here, but then... I, That's how I felt about Massachusetts. Traveling over and around, like... Kansas City's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and it also came up a lot, too, in the past ten years. Well... Go Chiefs! The Chiefs. I mean, huge. you know. You got Patty, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah, new goat. We just submitted the uh, Smash Cast feedback. Oh, yeah. So that's in their inbox now. Woohoo! That'll be good. Yeah. Fun time. Mm. My mouth's getting dry. I gotta. Drink more beer. Get a cotton mouth. But I wanted to wet my lips a little bit. I'm supposed to bring like apples. You know? Apples to snack on. Ooh, apples. That's one thing about the hoppier beers is sometimes they dry you out. Mmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well. You ever get that? You forgot your glass of water. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. It's true! <laughs> hey. Yeah. Ooh, I got a fun one. Oh. You want to hear Go this on. one? You're listening to Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. With your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Wow, the alien pronounced my name <laughs> correctly. I don't think that I got that into the intro. No, you didn't, that but I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> Yeah. I, f- I figured you were saving it for surprise. And I did. I just pulled it up. Woo! <laughs> intro. Uh. Um, so you mentioned that we just sent our little, like, voicemail thingy to Smashcast. Yes. Um, but do you want to talk about it? Yeah. What we were doing? So, Why so we did that? Yeah, Smashcast actually got us thinking about rope play 
Because Bishop pretty much led a whole episode on rope play. I think that's his, like, kind of main thing. That's his, like, uh, his bread and butter is the rope stuff that he got into. And now he just kind of enjoys doing that at rope spaces, like going out to a space dedicated to doing rope work and tying chicks up there. And it actually, it's a lot of fun and, like, a lot to learn as far as, like, how to properly tie somebody up so they're going to be, like, totally restrained but also not going to get hurt. You want loops that are, like, going to be tightened and cinching down as they move and shift or as, like, the rope gets pulled. So there's a lot of, uh, they call it reversing the tension where you got to shoot the ropes in one way and then kind of back them, double them back over themselves so that they're pulling on the rope is pulling on itself and not necessarily pulling on you. Um, but anyway, yeah. It wasn't... <laughs> I tied you up in a what they call a diamond pattern box tie, but there were like fancier Japanese words for it all. Hey, Shibari. You should have written it all down. I can like find it pretty well, fast. But. It, what I was going to say was, so you restrained my wrists first mm -hmm. um, and then started working up like around my arms. Um, to go over to the chest and then around my breasts. But when we got to the, okay, with the wrists, I was feeling, I don't, I wasn't feeling uncomfortable. That's not the right word because the wrists was familiar territory with like handcuffs or like belts and other things we've played with sure. extensively. Um, but when you start getting to the wrists, specifically when it got up to the shoulders, this like feeling of claustrophobia, I don't know how else to describe it claustrophobia like the walls are closing in on me like this weird feeling of sort of claustrophobia kind of like washed over me for a minute and I had to like f like acknowledge it and then like pass it through you know I don't want feelings I try not to let feelings like that get on top of me but I do want to acknowledge them try to figure out you know process it why am I feeling this way um but once you got past the um shoulders and I it started roping around my ribs um, it's like I started feeling secure. Like, yeah, I think secure is a good word for it. Like, I didn't have any more of that weird, like, claustrophobia feeling. It just sort of was like a, um, a sort of like a hug. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was being hugged by the ropes. But my favorite, um, my favorite part was just, like, when they were in use. When we finally started making love that night. And you could, like, move me by pulling or pushing on the ropes. That was, yeah. that was really cool. That was really fun, I thought. It did um, feel nice, for sure. Yeah, it felt, felt nice, like, too. Like, it, I could move your whole body just by holding onto the harness and pulling on it. Yeah, and I am very small, too, which helps. But, well, it was funny. Hishi Karata. Which, uh, Hishi is diamond. Can I see it? So it's like diamond dress. Yeah, and you know we need more rope. Is it something I learned? Yep, because I thought that would be like more than enough rope, but that one was just like a top half, so there was no like feet going on or nothing no, else. There could have been. It was just the torso and mm -hmm. the wrist, um, but it was what a fifty-foot rope. Yep. So. That was interesting. I I thought it was a pretty thick rope too, though. So, yeah, the thicker ropes don't go as far in their distance. I think. Yeah, I'll try again, find out, and maybe add another rope and. Different styles and different. Uh, well, I wouldn't mind completing the, um, Hirishi, well, Hishi Karada, the diamond harness diamond dress is that what it's called yeah because well, there's like, another way there's a lot of different ways to do it so i just did the box tie way which starts with a box tie with the arms on the back you can do it you can do some where like your arms are constrained to your sides like this or you're tied like that you know sure like at your hips or even at your at your thighs leg, yeah. mm -hmm. and that like doesn't bind all the rope back here on your elbows you're just using it to go from shoulders to breasts to ribs to further down legs get your arms in there eventually yeah the picture i was just looking at is like a diamond 
rope ladder down the center and it looks like a dress. I think it's with the hands bound to the sides. That's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. I'd like to try that. I'd like to try a bunch of things. I'll be your rope bunny baby. Right. I'm trying to get into a local space where somebody can show me in person how to do some things. Yeah. What? Just gotta get vetted? I think so. Yeah. Just well, a matter of time, you, you know. Just a matter of time. I didn't make Harry hurry to do it. It's just, uh... No, I want to practice lot of, more at home There's first. a lot of other... Exactly. And there's a lot of other things on the calendar right now, so we'll just... That's for sure. Find a spot and schedule it. Keep the ball rolling, you know. Yerp. Well, what else is going on? Smoke weed every day. Hey. <laughs> I love this thing. Yeah, Spence finally started playing with the machine that I bought him for his birthday uh, three years ago. How good was it, darling? <laughs> so far tonight, I'm average. And, yeah, that and was he's about having that fun with it, so that's really all that matters, even if it took him three years to touch it. <laughs> Didn't take him three years to touch me, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it even took three hours. <laughs> uh, it was pretty quick. That was about a three hour drive, huh? <laughs> An old oh, Joplin. Have we talked about that on the we show? We talked about it in the very first episode, but good luck finding it. Yeah. We will revisit many stories yeah, such as that. Know. I'm sure. That's another thing that I'm really not sure about is like whether to upload all the old ones, whether or not, what to do about it. If I just <laughs> like call this episode 27 of Bowl After Bowl, because that's what it would be. <laughs> it would be 27. And, you know, we also interviewed Jeff in jail, and we never really Ooh. cut any of that footage out or nothing. Yeah, we should call him up again. And, <laughs> footage side by side I mean, we have some old stuff in the fucking vault that probably should be looked at. We have tons of old stuff, and tons of, like, bits and pieces of things that we could throw out every once in a while. Sure. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, cannabis cup thing. All the footage with that too. It's yeah, we had a lot of pictures. Didn't get chopped into the Jeff and, videos. Mm-hmm. But we shot video out there too. Yeah, I forgot about that. We did free Jeff. We did free Jeff. Fucking awesome. It worked, and we did get that part out. But yeah, it's funny. What's funny? Just how much film you rolled to put like two minutes out. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. But think of all the B-roll you've got for literally anything else you want to do. Mm-hmm. Canvas Cup was wild, man. <laughs> what did we shoot all that on? We had the GoPro. We did have the GoPro, but didn't we have... Did we borrow a camera we from Matt? Matt's camera. Yeah. That's right. Because I was going to say, oh, we had... I don't know where any of that footage is, though. Maybe on the old Mac. I think it's around... Not exactly sure where, but we can find it. I'm sure. Yeah, cause that man, we walked up to Jacob's apartment and got him. And yeah. We had the whole road trip. <laughs> mhm. Just crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, we drove the whole way out to SoCal and back, and uh, yeah, just drove straight. Just what we just split shifts, maybe like six hours each. Between you and me, yeah, right? It was just me and yeah, you. Yeah, like. Driving. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that, the way home, we banged it out faster than the first time because we had to get to the Capitol for oh, lobby Jesus, day. <laughs> we were hauling ass to Jeff City, bud. We were fucking shit. I probably hit a buck ten at one point on seventy. Yeah. I was just fucking cruising that day. Yeah. That was quite the trip. Yep. Yeah. We were racing against time, but we made it. Yeah, we did make it. Starry-eyed and hopeful. and Ready to fucking change the world, you know? Yeah. That way she goes, man. Now we're going to change the world in, like, more underground and subversive ways. Yeah. Which was probably what we were, you know, 
better suited for anyway in the first change place. Change our world. Change our world, right. That's the only thing you can control. And that of our, you know, friends and family and extension, that's, like... That's our world, yeah. Just, yeah. You know? You just... Control yourself, that's all. Be proactive, not reactive. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Do what's right every time. And... You know, it's like a ripple, like skipping a rock, and then the ripples go out in the water, you know? It's just good deeds bring more good deeds, so that's what's important. Just do what's right. It's that simple. Absolutely. I love that. I was waiting for my, like, the <laughs> your, one-liner to come out. Your moment of zen? <laughs> my this moment. Is, we need a clip for <laughs> Lorian's moment well, of zen. Lorian babbles incoherently throughout a podcast talking about absolutely nothing, but then she says one good thing, just like on Hawk Story. <laughs> the most one beautiful line. young people you've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. Well, we are coming up close to an hour. It really hasn't felt like much. No. It kind of went by easily and smoothly. Yeah, well. Feel good to do it regularly. I, mean, I think yeah. an hour is like good to aim for. Yeah. I know we did three hours with Fletch without blinking, basically. Yeah. He was like, oh, we gotta shut this down, man. It's like three hours, man. Just turn the outro on on you. Gotta get out of my, you gotta get out of my fucking basement, man. <laughs> get out of the smoker. Get out of my smoker, See? man. Shit. It's almost midnight. You had the art designed and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That we was a hell of like, a oh, fun I'm time, man. So, I'm sorry, bro. So, you just gotta cut me off, man. Actually, I should say, because I just saw a toot from the man himself. He said um, that he's kind of reformatting to have Thursday nights be the guest. Oh, cool. Night. So Mondays and Thursdays with Thursdays as the guest? Yes. And Mondays, Mondays and Thursdays at 7. And Thursdays as a guest. Cool. Yeah, so tune into Hog Story. Leave him a voicemail. What's their, grab their number. I don't have my phone on me. We're going phoneless. Phoneless. In 2020. You want to leave them a voicemail? No, I said give out the good people their number so that oh. anyone can leave them a voicemail. Yes, absolutely. A voicemail for Hog Story. A voicemail for Hog Story is a voicemail for God's work. All you have to do is call 430-201-4841, and you can leave a voicemail for Hog Story too. And it's a cool thing to do, even though I've not done it. Yet, that doesn't mean I won't do it. Do it soon. right now. I'd do it. I would do it. Whenever uh, I felt like uh, I wanted to do it. Where did it come from? Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. What do you think? Is there anything you want to say or do plug? It. Do it. Do it. Do it. Anything I want to say or huh? Say or plug or. Oh um. Well. We po- I posted some pictures of the um, rope play on my Instagram, but, you know, social media, mainstream social media, um, has censorship issues. So I posted the Spence posted them on Mast- the No Agenda Social also. Mastodon, the No Agenda Social. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think, how many did you post? Like two? I think just one. But we took a bunch of pictures, and if you want to see them all, along with a bunch more naked goodness and weird, silly stuff and erotic art and lovemaking, then check out the OnlyFans. It's OnlyFans.com slash Lorian. L-A-U-R-I-E. N. Literally Lori with an N. Nice. So, that's all. I mean, that's the other project we've been working on. Not project, but, you know, that's something else we've been doing. Yeah. Just a, a, one of the many irons in the fire. We're just kind of trying to get to where we're working for ourselves in, like, you know, any avenue that that can manifest in. So we just have kind of a lot of things out there right now, and we're just kind of seeing, you know which pulls what and like we just want to make good art and have fun doing it and uh you know 
spread it in like a positive way. Yeah. Meet like-minded fun people along the way. Spread so, the joy. Yeah. The love. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that's you too. If you're <laughs> listening still, uh, a full hour in, then, uh, I want to thank you for joining us and uh, apologize for our absence. Yeah. But, uh, you know. It's fucking embarrassing! We're, we're back now. We're back. <laughs> and uh, we're going to stay back until further notice. So. That's right, boys. So until we see you next time, uh, may your bowls burn ever brighter. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. With your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. <laughs>